Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, everyone, and welcome once again to the one and only Sacred Icon Podcast, where we thought it would be cool, and it is cool. We're here with episode 116, covered in purple gooey cubby blood, along with a brute hammer embedded into our chests to discuss the fifth episode in the Paramount Plus Halo series, whose title coincidentally is the only Kingdoms of Amalur game we've gotten, aka Gotham Reckoning. <laughs> it's me, Hargoso, Joshy Hargis, and joined with me as always is my buddy, my pal, and my friend, and the guy who asked me, hey Josh, what do you call a hobbit party? I said, I don't know what, and he said, a little get together. It's Brian, our vet. Brian, what's up, buddy? I know it was my own joke, but it was very good. It- very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I think let's just come right out and say it because everyone else has already said it like, hey, we loved this episode. Best episode yet. Right. Like it was real good. Really good. And we're going to get into that more here as time goes on. But man, uh, that was exciting. That was fun. That was Josh, exciting. Do we want to touch on a little bit? We're going to touch on it very briefly because that's all we really want to do because Dang, and you don't want to get me on my soapbox for too long, but we want to touch on that roadmap. Someone's listening going, get on it. Yeah. No, no, we're here to talk about the episode mainly, but do you want to touch on that roadmap a little bit? Yeah, we'll touch on that roadmap. So, Why don't you go uh, first? Sure. Joe Staten tweeted this out, and he's got a bunch of stuff uh, showing the Lone Wolf season starts from May 3rd to November 7th, so six six more months, which is crazy. Um we got the new maps coming out. we got new modes, King of the Hill, Land Grab, Last Spartan Standing. Two narrative events, Interference and Alpha Pack, um, obviously the new Battle Pass, um, new Fracture event, and a late August target for Campaign Co-op, um, Forge Open Beta, which is they're targeting for September, and a bunch of quality of life improvements. So, uh, what do you think about, uh, the thing I wanted to ask you about, dude, what do you think about that narrative event shit? Um, I didn't, I mean, I, I did notice that and thought about it briefly. I didn't linger on it too long. I, I would guess it's something that, I, I can't, I'm not exactly sure which games I've seen it in. Maybe Destiny, maybe like Guild Wars, Halo, or, or like uh, Ooh, World Guild of Warcraft. War but but like, uh, I think with the narrative events, usually it's it's a very, oh, or Titanfall is probably a decent example too, Titanfall 1. But usually those things end up being pretty surface level, not having much depth or, or content. It'll probably be like a cutscene and maybe like a fixture in a map. 
or uh, or our skins to correlate. Like maybe it'll be like narrative event might be like you know um, I don't know. I'm making something up. Like Spartan team Zylo has just landed on uh, you know Zeta Halo to do reconnaissance or something, and you know they've got a cutscene for that, and then maybe there's like some some different cosmetics and then maybe maybe like for instance maybe in like the map oh what's what's give me a map from um from halo infinite from halo infinite uh oh my god i'm blanking on all the names maybe right like now. recharge yeah they have like a banner hanging in the in the map or something or mm-hmm. like a it says like join join fire team xylo for the reconnaissance mission you know what i mean like very surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, I don't know. They had that like one cutscene. Well, we see like a few, like two seconds of it, but it's in that one trailer they had out where it looked like two people were coming off of a dropship yeah. or whatever. So I'm wondering if that's gonna have something to do with that academy stuff or whatever. I wonder if they're gonna put that to use. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. It sounds like it's multiplayer like focused. Yeah, but yeah. still telling a narrative within that. So I don't know. Well, how do you feel about uh, King of the Hill and all that stuff? It's nice to see King of the Hill get some love again. Yeah, it's exciting to see these modes um, come back, and and uh, some of them sound pretty cool. I can't remember which one it was. Not Last Spartan Standing. It was uh, the Ninja. The Ninja one was really sounded cool. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't Ninja. know Land Grab. I'm assuming territories, but we don't. We already kind of have that in a way with um. Well, yeah. not I guess not so much, but uh, no, I'm excited for King of the Hill though. It's nice to see that come back because I felt like they haven't really shown a lot of love on that since three four three's had it, but. Uh, that's cool. Last Spartan Standing, I think a lot of people are going to like that one, too. But. Yeah, that'll be cool, too. I'm just saying the Ninja one's the one that really is like, I want to play that. I think it's like unlimited mm-hmm. grapple shot and something else. I can't remember. But. Is it land grab? No, it's called... No, there's a mode on there. I don't know if you didn't read it or something. It's called, like, something Ninja. Oh, I'm looking at the image for the roadmap. I don't see it on here, but... Uh, Maybe it was in their tweet before the Yeah, roadmap. it could have been. It could have yeah. been. But uh-huh. uh, you're probably right. But, okay, so uh, what about... Uh, Forge Open Beta, which is targeting a September date, so for an yeah. open beta of that, and then Campaign Network Co-op with a late target date. So basically, we're getting these almost a year after the game would have technically come out, and one of them is in open beta. How do you feel about that, Brian? Well, there's so many different ways to take this, right? Because, I don't know if you read this, Josh, but uh, the the uh, open beta Forge, um, they... So we can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read this that the forge is supposed to remain in open beta indefinitely, so that it will continue to be improved just over the. Did life. not read that. No. So, wow. if it if the open beta actually has a huge feature set, then I think if if the plan is to keep it in open beta, then I think we can almost call that forge is released. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's actually done. Now, if we get it and it's like bare bones as hell, they'll be like, okay, well, no, it didn't really release. It is hard to know uh, how to take that stuff because uh, when the when the multiplayer came out, they were like, this is a beta. Clearly. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. That's the other <laughs> way to spin it. it is like you, have like, your, you have like your broad topics and then you have your specific topics. Broadly speaking, you know, the multiplayer beta coming out a month early last year, the, uh, you know, the co-op beta of August, the, the Forge beta of September – the whole way the industry has decided to just make things come out in betas and alphas and early access, it's all bullshit, and it's just awful. You know, it's just awful, and I hate it, and I, I don't like this this direction at all. But the problem is— Well, Brian, guys, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. And, and But the thing is, um, I won't attack 343 or Halo specifically for this because this has become industry norm. doesn't matter how unacceptable it is. doesn't matter how much you like it or don't like it. It's become industry norm, so they're not doing anything really too much out of the ordinary here. Um, so on a on a 
So base level, bullshit, but introspectively, it makes sense. Um, kind of crazy to think that, in my opinion, the only thing that was ready for launch was the campaign last year. Would you agree with that, Josh? Yeah, the only I would. Thing. Well, even then, I mean, pretty much, yeah. Surface level, yeah. But I mean, even, I'm mean, even looking at this again, too, and I'm seeing that what I just said well, about the campaign is the network co-op. Which has the target date? Oh, late well, target. Yeah. How did I go overlook that? Then, I guess if you count, if you count it, no, 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 no. And that wasn't no, what, ready. What yeah. I was going to say is, is but what I didn't mention is the campaign split screen co op. Timing is to be dated. Doesn't even, even yeah. have. They don't even have kind of a. It's rough, dude. Official official uh, date for that. So pretty pretty crazy. Um, I, I still wish in hindsight this game had come out. You know. This year, at least a year, the holiday later, season. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but I mean, I'm happy with it. I'm not hating on it. I. I really like Halo Infinite. I think on its own, it's an awesome title. But, you know, doing a podcast on it, being on the social media space on it for so long, and you see all the toxicity, it kind of like paints a cloud over it. And you can't see, I can't see Halo Infinite super clearly on its own all the time. And I think in a year or two, this game is going to be amazing and we'll be able to see it better. But it's just so hard to see because every time something comes out, people got something to say about it and it's super negative because it's there we're not getting like three years worth of content in the game right now well dude i i did i did see it without that cloud because i had six weeks off of twitter i'm like i'm dead serious dude like i literally like three or four weeks into that i was just like yeah halo infinite you know what a good game man what a good game fun campaign experience love the multiplayer the gameplay Mm -hmm. stuff's gonna come when it comes and josh and i've been over this a million times um but we play other games we watch other shows movies we do other things so like do we wish it wasn't a six-month roadmap? Yeah, three months would be better, but like three months for the next season. But it also doesn't really matter. And the, my big TLDR to this whole thing to the entire community is get over it. Seriously, get over it, right? Like, I feel like it's so... Uh, this isn't even... Like, I'm not defending 343 or anything. Like, I'm not... This isn't like a, a 343 defense force. It's not... Guys, they're so transparent. Just leave them alone. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying literally, as an adult, hopefully, just get over it. Move on. Like I don't. I, I think. I think so much of this community on Twitter is uh, at least on Twitter. I can't speak to not our community for sure. Not 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 the people in our Discord that we know. But right. So many people on Twitter are are, are immature the way they handle it. And I'm, you know, without calling out specific names, I'm talking about. Big content creators. I'm talking about people we've had guests on this show before are handling it immaturely, and I, I, I don't. They can come to me, and Josh isn't saying that. I'm saying that they can come to me and talk to me about it. <laughs> I, I'm serious. Like, it's all it's all immature, dude. Like, it is just just. I mean, I, I'm just like shut the hell up. Yeah. To be it. fair, it's funny. Even though you didn't, you weren't on Twitter for like six weeks. You still see more. You're subjected to more of it than I am because you spend more time doing that stuff. To your credit, it, well, you know, Twitter so. Twitter knows how to like. They have algorithms. On algorithm, yeah, I was just gonna say that. Even though I'm not using the Sacred Icon account anymore, even on my account, much smaller account, I'm seeing it all, and I'm just, you know, and then people are memeing it, joking about it, talking about how bleak it is, and I'm like, grow the hell up. It's weird. There's it creates, I don't know, the lack of uh, consistent content. Not that I'm complaining about it at all, because I'm not. But the 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 kind of like way that it's going about creates this almost vacuum of like toxic content of where people in the community will literally just start memeing and they make their own content complaining about their lack of content it's weird dude and i i don't like it i don't like it at all like an equivalent example and i promise i'm not even though it 
even though I am, I'm not. I'm not getting political. Let me give you a perfect like example here. In 2016, Trump was elected. You might hate him, hate everything he has, he is and does. You had to deal with him for four years as president. Now, now Joe Biden is the president of the United States. Maybe you hate him. You hate everything that that he is and he stands for. You have to deal with him for four years. So when I say that, like, deal with it or get over the six month roadmap, it's not me saying three four three is in the right or they're great or they're putting out content so fast or man they're transparent so we should just love them. No, I'm saying if you see the situation is awful or bleak or whatever, that's fine. And to some degree, I think you know things are not going ideally, obviously. Uh, but you have to deal with it, right? Like this is the roadmap. Things are subject to change. So as an adult, I think you should conduct yourself and handle yourself better than I see the community constantly reacting. This is how it is. It doesn't matter what you want. And I know sometimes when people like to just uh, feed off each other, you know, get toxic on Twitter, get toxic on Reddit so that other people get toxic. And then you get this toxic friction and you start laughing about your how much you hate the situation. But I don't think it's healthy or smart or helpful to the community of Halo fans or the developers of the game. Um, so, and honestly, let me give you another perspective here. I work at a hospital, right? When I work, I, I am a supply guy at a hospital. When somebody calls me at the hospital and says, I need needles, I need whatever, I need different health products, I need diapers, when I am clocked in at my job, I do everything I can to make sure they get what they need to do the job. I am there for them the entire time I'm on the clock. I am there to help them. But when I clock out and I am not on the clock anymore, I'm, I, I went home, I don't give a crap about what happens, right? Because... I'm not there. I'm not paid. I'm not on the clock. It's not my responsibility. So think about all these 343 employees that come to work and they work their 8, 10, 12-hour shift, whatever it is, and I guarantee they care, just like I care. They care about their job. They care about the people there, and they work hard, and they do their job, but when they clock out, they don't want to think about it anymore. They don't think, and I would guess that they don't, and I, I would guess that they don't care because I don't care, and most everyone I know who has any job doesn't care once they leave. It's not their responsibility as individuals to deal with all this hatred and vitriol and everything. So I, I don't know. And then and the last thing I'll say um, is I have no sympathy for Halo content creators. I have none for you. As one myself, I have absolutely no sympathy. I hate, I hate it so much when I get on Twitter and I see people going, oh, what I really feel bad for is the full-time Halo content creators that, that now are having trouble making a living. That's not 343's job, and I don't have any sympathy for you. You are making a living off of uh, Twitch or YouTube or whatever, and that's great, and I encourage you to do that if you want to, and I hope for all the success for you, but that is not 343's responsibility to pay your bills and take care of your job. You can go out and get a different job. You can make content about other things. Well, You're to be fair, I think, I think it's the, the people saying that about content creators, not content creators saying that themselves, right? Um, I think I mean, it's I don't probably see it both. All. I think it's probably both. I think the uh, some of the stuff I saw was content creators saying it. Oh, okay. Um, but no, and I, I mean, yeah, it's you know, I'm not calling out anyone specific, but I, I don't feel for it. and even like us, for instance. You know, obviously we're nowhere near as big as like your your big Halo YouTubers, but like if if our um, listener count dropped in half or dropped but seventy five percent, you know, that's unfortunate. We don't want that to happen, and maybe that wouldn't have happened. 
had Halo had more content. But that's not 343's burden. That's not Microsoft's burden. It's not their responsibility to make sure these randos out there who decided to try to make a living or have a hobby based on their product, it's not their it's not their responsibility to make sure they're satisfied, you know? So mm-hmm. now you can say, now I'll give you this, you can say that a lot of times having good content creators boosts the company, boosts their game. I mean, look at Apex and Fortnite. What would those games be if there was no Twitch streamers? It would change the entire, it would change the whole conversation. So obviously, yes, content creators can provide a huge benefit to companies, but that that isn't, that isn't contractual. That isn't guaranteed. That isn't a, that isn't something that uh, you're not employed by three four three. You're not employed by these people. So no, I have no sympathy for uh, the content creators, including myself. Me and Josh are here on our own will to do this as a hobby. We have people that listen. We we're glad. We we like when Halo's in a in a good place. And honestly, you know, after uh, six years of Halo Five and and and, and MCC that launched broken in 2014. I think we're in a pretty good place for Halo, and I, 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 the bleakness that's painted is ridiculous. We have a fully functioning, uh, awesome package that is MCC. Um, Halo Five's now pretty much retired, but you know it's got plenty of content. And Halo Infinite had a great campaign. Uh, it has amazing gameplay, uh, art design, aesthetic, everything. Uh, more modes are coming. I'm not saying that other Halos didn't launch with them. I know they did. I'm not like. We don't have to always go to that in the conversation, right? We have Halo Infinite, which is another game that has these modes, and it is getting more, and more is coming. Um, I, I just—it's easy to live with for me. I don't under—I don't know. Like, I just feel like there's so much more to my life than Halo. This could have been a year roadmap. This could have been a two-year roadmap. Obviously, that's awful, but like, I'm gonna play other games. I mean, Josh is playing Cyberpunk. I'm playing Final Fantasy VII. Still. I just, I just, I just don't. I just don't understand the mindset, and I also think people get. Actually, I don't think I know for a fact. I can't say who. I just say I just know for a fact. Some people, in general, including myself, you get your head gets lost in this social media vacuum, and you begin to forget what you actually care about. You begin to forget what matters, and you get you get in this little microcosm, and things start to seem terrible. Like I, I remember. Um, when Halo Infinite got delayed the first time, I was sitting in the car. I just pulled up to Fat Patties to get a burger. Fat Patties. And I opened my phone, and it said, Halo Infinite's been delayed. And I remember this, like, sinking feeling, and then, like, talking to Josh. And then me and Josh were, like, you know, talking about how we were going to do content going forward and talking about... And the thing is, like, looking back on that now, I'm like, that was such a non-life issue. Like, and not that we made a huge deal of it, but, like... Because we were so locked in on this Halo community, it seemed like like seeing Halo Infinite be delayed, it was almost like, this sounds awful, but it was almost like somebody said like, oh, there was a, a violent act occurred somewhere in the States or something. You know, it was almost like this big news article. But in reality, when Halo Infinite was delayed, the whole world was just going on about its business and only this little microcosm thought it was a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, so... I don't know. That's that's my huge rant, Josh. I do have one more thing to say about the. I think we should touch on real quick. Which I'm gonna let you go first, though. Is touch on the the certain Infinity Battle Royale thing. But do you want to say anything more about the roadmap? No, other than uh, <laughs> when it gets here, it'll be cool to play. I'm looking forward to right? it. That's all you can I don't do. I really Don't have anything else to say about it. There's tons of Halo stuff. Just got an encyclopedia out. We got a book on the way. We got new merch. I think uh, the Tenrai clothing, like we just got. So it's just tons of Halo stuff right now. I. 
I don't know, and plenty of other games to play. I got such a backlog, and uh, it's if anything, it's given me an opportunity to uh, get to some of that uh, while I wait for new content to arrive in Halo, and it'll be fun when it does. Still fun now. Yeah, no, I, it's, I mean, it is what it is, right? And it's not really, uh, I mean, it's it not be even, what it like, be. I feel like it's not hard for us at all. Like, I feel like if somebody was like, Josh, I'll give you $100,000 if you can go a year without playing Halo, you'd be like, okay, I'm mostly going to just go about my life exactly as I was already yeah. and then receive $100,000, yep. right? Like, I won't tell him that, though. No, no, I mean. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, like, it'll be so know, hard, but I'll do it. Like, right now, like, looking at my year, so, like, we're almost in May. I'm playing Final Fantasy VII Remake right now. My plan is to immediately go into Final Fantasy VII after that, the, the original. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to play Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 again. Um, then by the time I'm done with those, it'll probably be borderline. I mean, I, I got a vacation this summer with my wife. Uh, my birthday is in August. Uh, kid coming in September. And then the holidays and having a baby. So it's like, and I know not everyone's having a baby, but it doesn't matter if you're having I, I, What I was basically saying is even before I'm having a baby, I know these games I want to play, right? These movies I want to see. I want to go see this movie. I want to see that. I want to, I want to watch this TV show again. I want to do, you know, Josh, you're the same way, right? Like you kind of got a little blog in your head of like what you want to do next. Oh, yeah. I always have things to look forward to that keep yeah. me going. Yeah. So it's just, it's whatever. Uh, certain Affinity working on a Battle Royale mode. You know what? If you guys have been listening to Sacred Icon for a long time, you'll know me and Josh don't really care about Battle Royale. Didn't really ask for it. And I don't know what Josh is going to say, but personally, when I saw... This whole thing about Certain Infinity working on a Battle Royale mode for Halo Infinite, and they've been working on it for two years. I got really excited, not because I'm dying to play that or I care about Battle Royales, but I just think this was such a smart move. I think this is a really good move to have Certain Infinity, someone who has more or less been a Halo studio since their inception. They started during Halo 2, and it's Max Oberman started the company, and he worked on the multiplayer when he was with Bungie, and he worked on the multiplayer when he started Certain Affinity, and they've been working on Halo, literally MCC, Halo 4, all this stuff, they've been doing it. So having Certain Affinity already be working on this for two years, this Battle Royale mode, I think it's a great move. And um, I've also heard some people say, like, oh, they're going to be late to the Battle Royale game, or... You know, maybe the industry will moved on by then. I don't know. I think um, having another mode there for Halo is going to be great. I, I, I think people are going to be excited about that. I think this is only a good thing. What do you think, Josh? Uh, I'm pretty happy with it, to be honest. Uh, I didn't think Halo Infinite needed it, but uh, it'll inject a lot of life into it, and that's pretty cool. That's always a good thing. And I don't think anyone could do it better than Max. So even if it turns out terrible, I don't think anyone else would have been able to do a better job than him and his team. Saying, yeah. So pretty happy with that pretty excited can't wait to see what it looks like uh it's gonna be interesting and just gonna be cool again to see halo in a year or two and see that it has you know the the campaign all the it'll by that point hopefully have all the baseline stuff that we've come to expect from a halo title and then also things like all these new multiplayer seasons and new maps and quality of life enhancements and on top of it now this new battle royale like mode so that'll be pretty cool man i I'm pretty excited for it. I got one more little rant, Josh. One more little rant. I, I dude, I <laughs> as hate Brian these says wh- this, his eyes appear uh, mischievously at the ceiling. I hate these whiners so much, beard. dude. These whiners are so full of shit. I hate it. I remember back when MCC came out, and obviously, me and Josh, 2014, me and Josh were pissed about it too. Like, don't let don't let me. Don't let me uh, I was like the I was most negative vocal person yeah. ever about it. But do, yeah, don't pretend. Don't, me, don't get the vibe and let me pretend like I was better because I don't was, let me pretend. But there's one thing I didn't do that I saw I all the time. Um, back in 2014, people said it doesn't matter. I saw people on message boards all the time say this. They say it doesn't matter 
If 343 fixes this game and makes it perfect, I'll never forgive them. I'll never forget. I remember 2015 came, <laughs> 2016 came. I remember people still saying, doesn't matter how good MCC is, I'll never let them live it down. I'll never forget. I'll never, I'll never forgive them for it. 2017 came, 2018 came. Yeah, the game gets fixed up. 2019, 2020, Reach gets added, ODST. The truth of the matter is 99.9% of people right now love MCC and have nothing but praise for it. There's been articles written about how great it is, the redemption story. Think about even No Man's Sky. People said the same thing for No Man's Sky. I hate Sean Murray. His life should be over. Career should be over. This game's awful. I'll never forgive it. People now are just like, Sean, you got to start. You guys are Hello Games. You got to start. Is it Hello Games? I think that's right. Mm-hmm. You guys got to start charging. Because I don't know if you know this, Josh, but they've released about 20 million free updates that are massive. Free. Oh, yeah, and, I'm aware. And, and at this point, people are starting to say, hey, you should start charging us. You guys deserve to start charging us. Like people have forgiven Sean Murray and Hello Games and, and No Man's Sky. So when people when people say, like Josh and I have said, uh, Halo Infinite is going to be in a great place at one point, at one day, it's going to have all this content, it's going to be a great place. I see people now who are going, I'm never going to forget how Halo Infinite launched. I'm never going to forget the shortage of content, the long roadmaps, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know what? I there the are voice. some of you. There are some of you out there that are just petty enough that you will, five, six, seven years from now, still be bitching about Halo Infinite not launching properly. Who wants to carry I, that resentment, though, in your heart? But you know what? That's the truth of the go. matter is 99.9% of people will have either not ever said that to begin with or have forgotten it or have quit saying it by the time. Once Halo Infinite's out and it's got a bajillion modes and everything's there and everyone's happy and co-op campaigns working perfectly and Forge and Story DLC and all this stuff... People aren't going to be talking about it anymore. People are not, on a wide scale, people are not talking about MCC and how it used to be broken five years ago. No one's doing that. And people will forget with Infinite as well. And and that's just how it'll go. So, like, the bitterness that people have right now, and they, they want to go on, they want to circle. Uh, I don't like that term. You know what I was going to say. <laughs> they want to just they want to just go in, in roundabouts about how awful the game is forever. Um, it's pointless. It's a waste of time. And you will all forgive and forget uh, once the game is where you want it to be. So I, I'm just, I'm I just, just don't so, like how when Halo is like bumping, people are excited, and then when it's oh, when like, it's going through rough patches, ever. then people are like, "This is the worst thing ever." The people I see that are pretty like level headed, regardless of when when it's riding high, they're excited when it's riding high, but when it's like riding low, they're they're still like, "It's still cool," or "I'm I'm just taking a break. I'll come back to it." Those are the people I, I tend to respect because uh, yeah. I don't like when people just change when something inconveniences them. It's like it's like being excited to go see a movie, being super hyped about it, and then it comes out and because of something you didn't like about it, now you just want to trash it. And it's like it's because in that way it inconveniences you. It inconveniences your fun factor. So then now you're going to turn coat. I don't really like that. I get it though, but that's why I like, you know, when I'm like, ooh, when Brian and I are like, objectively, it's like, this was a good movie. Subjectively, it wasn't as fun as I thought. Well, it's like it, it allows for a little more level-headed space of like discourse because you want to have it, but you want to have it with people who aren't just going to be like, "Oh, it's dog shit. It was yeah. dog shit. That director should be fired. Should never be. Should never be uh, hired to make another movie." I hope. I hope Ryan Johnson never gets to make the, yeah, the new right. Star Wars trilogy. Then he goes on to do the hugely successful Knives Out, despite them all. Yeah, we get that sequel on Netflix this year, I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward crazy, to that. But that's my thoughts on it. So. I just wish people would live in reality, man, because they don't. Because you know what? People people be like, um, you know. Well, the, reality you, sucks. I don't blame them. But, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. You see in the blog, right? I don't know if you read it, Josh, but like um, you're talking about how they're hiring. They're focusing on mental health and, and their employee yeah. health above all. 
And then I've seen people in the comments be like, well, then they need to, they just need to, they need to hire more people or they need to fire people. They need to fire directors. They need to get a new studio. They need to do whatever. That's not like, I don't know. Like you, people are not operating reality, right? Like you can't just, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You can't just go poof, snap your fingers. And there's an extra poof, hundred, finger, poof, poof, an extra hundred well-versed, um, halo engine people sitting at a desk creating content rapidly it's it's a, it's a process and i people go well it shouldn't have to be a process they should have had this shit ready this is life man like there's a pandemic there was there's people people quit people get fired people leave people get hired i mean that was ooh, that could have been a song man people that was get fired get hired um but dude it's just and people go well this other studio uh what's another studio oh from software oh every game they put out a masterpiece uh, Demon Souls through Dark Souls through Sekiro, Bloodborne, Elden Ring. It's always a masterpiece. They're always perfect. They never have any problems. Why are they so good and Halo sucks? Maybe FromSoft should make Halo. Shut up. It just Shut takes time. Up. I mean, you look at <laughs> Cyberpunk recently announced that, or CD Projekt recently announced that Cyberpunk's first expansion, potentially the only expansion, is not coming out until next year, which was a huge blow to a ton of people coming off of that recent 1.5 patch, people thought we were maybe going to get that holiday season this year. Huge blow to people. But they said they want to take their time and make it right and deliver us a good package with that. And I don't blame them after the reputation hit they took. They want to get back to it. I mean, there's just a lot of lot of internal problems they had. And they had such reputation built up with Witcher 3, and then it just they lost it all with the release of Cyberpunk. And now they're trying to, to build that back up in their own way. And I think with... 343, I mean, it's a corporate-run company that's never, like, I, I don't think corporations are always a bad thing as much as people act like they are, but I don't think for 343's end, with it being a Halo product, I don't think it's necessarily the best thing, simply because Bungie were more wild cards, and it's shown in their, their products, yeah. and 343 doesn't really but get to show Bungie off. Bungie became more corporate, you saw Destiny launched. Sure, first Destiny, but, you know, so. yeah, yeah, you know, for sure, but uh, what I'm trying to say is, I, th I wish three four three were able to uh, get a, get to show a little bit more of their personality rather than just this corporate sheen that they have over it, that company. But uh, I don't think it's they're just trying to. It sounds like they're trying to rebuild from the ground up and put a focus on mental health and getting employee retention to to be higher and stuff like that. And that's that's tough when uh, it sucks to work for your company. Not that I'm implying it does, but it does sound like. It's not the best to work there. It sounds like they got great people there, but it's just not maybe ran the best. And it sounds like they're trying to trying to get a better head on that. And I mean, I'd rather them do that so that the products can be better. I will always enjoy uh, a company's products better if I know that they're the people that are working on them are having a better time and doing better. It's just yeah, like Insomniac. You hear how great things are ran there, and then you play games like the Spider-Man games. You see the Wolverine game that's going to come out in a couple years, and you're like. Fucking A, man. This shit is a banger. You guys run stuff fucking banging. It's like, this is awesome. I, I want to support you guys. I love you guys. Like, yeah. keep doing what you're doing. You just want to see everyone else get to places like that. Yeah, b believe it or not, if you're, I mean, hopefully no one's misreading this. We're not We're not making excuses for the company. Like, you know, obviously. I don't yeah, think anyone is. If they do think that, they're silly because it's just, say, it's just not... simple logic. I mean, you got to, you got to just be nice. You got to be nice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, co-op should have been there, and 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 forge, and and all this stuff. It's it wasn't prepared. Yeah, the roadmap's too long. I mean, th we're not making excuses. We're just saying this is reality. They deal with it, and I, I just don't have the sympathy for for the the people that just act like it's the end of the world, or the content creators who go, 
well, I'm not going to be able to make a live. I don't, well, then don't content create, I guess. I mean, <laughs> that's not our problem. It's not the company's problem. Either find a way to do it or focus on some other. Some guy out there. there is currently designing a game based off like a Fallout 4 mod in which we live in a post-apocalyptic society because we don't get Halo Infinite content right when they want it. Yeah, like the world dried up. Yeah, that's the backstory. No resources. Yeah, we live in the Commonwealth, and they're like, oh, this is why everything's this way. Yeah. That's why everything's Wa- so toxic. Water is super rare because we didn't release enough Halo content. Yeah, there's no game fuel. If you find game fuel, it's like the equivalent of finding, like, uh, Jet. Gold bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh, let's move on yeah, to let's the move on. I'm we actually need to talk glad, about the episode. I'm actually glad that, you know, we're, we're probably having about a half hour of the podcast left. We're aiming for around an hour, That's a, as we usually do for these uh, episodes of the show. But what's nice is, even though we've already covered a half hour talking about this stuff, we can really have, like, a sweet focus on just the good content of this episode. Sweet, of, like, sweet focus. Sweet focus. Instead of, like, drawing out some of the stuff uh, there. But uh, Josh, okay, so this episode was titled Reckoning. Um, on a very broad scale, obviously, the last 10 minutes and the action, uh, that was damn near what I would actually ask for as a fan of the series. Like, mm-hmm. like 10-10, I want it, I need it, this is, this is everything I'm asking for. The last 10 minutes pretty much did that, and I was kind of shocked. I'm like, I don't have any complaints, this is just what I wanted. Um, that's the high end of the of the episode, right? The low end is about eight to ten minutes of Quan just being an idiot beyond belief. <laughs> there's 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 a there's a like a meme of Vegeta. Well, it's not a meme. It's something he actually said. Vegeta says in the Cell Saga, Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um, he's like he's got his arms folded and he's looking all smug. And there's this guy, Mister Satan, in the in the series who. Mm-hmm. He's a human fighter, but he doesn't have super abilities like the Dragon Ball Z fighters like Goku do. So Mr. Satan's sitting there, and he's trying to explain how everyone fights so fast. And he's like, oh, they're just using trick mirrors and stuff, and blah, 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 blah. And Vegeta's standing off in the dis- distance with this disdain on his face, and he's he goes, he's an idiot beyond belief. And I'm like, that's exactly what I feel like when I'm watching Quan on screen. And it's like, <laughs> She's an idiot beyond belief. It sucks because I actually feel like I really like the actress, and I think she's doing a fine job acting. But she didn't write the script, and she didn't design what her she's doing the best gonna do. What she's given that character, yeah, is like not I much at all. Right I would now. totally like if we were at like a Halo convention, and um, I know her last name is also Ha. I'm not. I'm not sure. It's not her real name is not Quan Ha, but her last her real last name is Ha. Uh, but if I was to be at a Halo convention and I saw her there, I would go up to her and I would want to meet her and I would want to say like I really appreciate your work on the show. You know, I have nothing against her at all. But they're really just doing very a disservice with her character. I mean, uh, the one thing I'll say nice about her her this episode is that she wasn't there very much, right? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, because. Very true. The last episode, it was so boring and so stupid. She got her aunt killed. She got a bunch of people killed. She wouldn't accept that the resistance is gone, even though she was told a million times. So the the nice thing is we don't have that much of her story in this episode. But the problem is it's just her being tied to a bike and then breaking tons of rocks over her handcuffs to get free. And then this kind of made, I almost laughed out loud. Like she breaks free and I would assume she would try to run off, but... No, she hides in the dirt next to the bike in the hot, whatever, magical. I don't know if it's a desert or whatever, but, like, she just hides in the dirt Yep. until this Spartan, who should be more cunning, I feel like, uh, comes over and looks at the bike, and then she's like, let me sneak out of my dirt hole. And then she knocks him out, and then 
that's kind of where that's left. And it, it just felt like, man, couldn't we have cut all of this out? Like, even if it made the episode 22 minutes long, just cut it out because it's, <laughs> it's awful and it's useless. Um, so that's kind of the... Like, uh, Joe, Joey Gladstone, cut it out. Come on, oh, guys, get out of it here. It was bad. It was really bad. <laughs> I, I have no defense. I have no defense for the Quan stuff anymore. They have proven that it's you just know what? bad. You know how you go and you see like a two-hour movie... And if it's a movie you like, you're captivated and riveted. Yeah. If it's a movie you're not having a good time with, those two hours feel a lot longer than what they oh, yeah. are. That's how it felt with the eight minutes of Quan's. Yeah, it sub-line. felt like it was twenty minutes. Yeah. I but just I mean, eight. if someone asked me, like, hey, can you tell me what happened to Quan in that episode? I'd say, Well, she she got uh she got locked onto a bike and then she got off the bike. And then she hit she hit from the Spartan pirate. In the dirt. And then she shocked him. And they're like, that's it? And I'm like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. So unneeded. That's actually, you just described the entirety of what happens with her character in that episode. That's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> That'd that be is... the name of the episode if we weren't going by titles. That's it. That's it. For Quan. It. Well, but, Josh, uh, I was actually going to ask you afterwards, but I'm thinking, since we talked about the roadmap so much, and the name of the episode's Reckoning, this episode should be called Roadmap Reckoning. What do you that's think? That's fine. I, that's fine. Or do you want to <laughs> stick uh, Or put reckoning? like Roadmap in parentheses and then have the Reckoning. But, uh, okay, we'll talk about but it. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, there's a bunch of stuff in between the awful that is the Quan stuff and the amazing that is the battle at the end. There's a bunch of stuff that happened in between that is varying levels of good. I don't know if you want to talk more about that, Josh. Or Okay, well, I got a hot take. Okay. By the end of this episode, I just thought to myself, all, all that last like 10, 20 minute stuff was really cool. The coolest the show's been. The closest it's felt like to a Halo video game. But I thought it just solidified for me that this is always going to be like a B movie, like tier to- show. The CGI, the CGI was pr- pretty rough, and we really got to see it in this. I think you're probably right, but I didn't notice, to be honest with you. I thought like the grunt. Don't get me wrong, the grunt hopping in the warthog was amazing. It was hilarious, but it looked really bad. The banshee stuff looked really bad. There's one part where a drop ship comes out of slip space, or maybe it just parted through the clouds. I can't remember now, but it looked really bad. And I don't mind any of it. I don't mind any of it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, man, it's just it's a little distracting. Um, I mean, I think all also, of us have already resigned to even before the show came out that it was a B tier show. I mean, I don't know. That's solidified. I, feel to like me. I remember saying that in one episode and you're like, I don't know. I don't I don't think it looks like that. Maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. Though, right. But yeah, I don't know. But then at the same time, it's like there, you know, it feels like this is the moment where they could really show off like chief and cortana learning to work together and she just sort of like starts calling out locations of where some of the enemies are and he's like i've done this before and it's like there's no real like payoff to that i think brian hit the nail on the head the last episode when he was like you know in episode three or whatever it was now that cortana we get the introduction to cortana finally we finally meet her and then the next episode she's just there established and there's no real building up of their like relationship. And that's how I felt in this episode. Like this is the moment to show like how beneficial she can be in combat. And they just kind of like hint at it, but they really pass over it. And I was like, damn, that kind of sucks. Like I I wanted to see more of that. Well, I I wanted to see what's going to differentiate chief like in combat from the first episode to now. Cause it's the only time we've seen him since the first episode actually shoot shit. Also, Several more shots of him taking the helmet off and on, which just seemed ridiculous. There's times he's on standing the in front of the relic. Yeah, on the battlefield, by the relic, and all that. I mean, I was just kind of... Like, that's where I started to realize, like, 
okay, that's enough. Like, I don't mind if you're going to have it off, but just make a decision. Pick a direction. It's, it's and go comical with it. the way they've gone. Yeah, it's it's because it's uh, no ass cheeks in this episode. That really bothered me. That was a uh, huge positive to me. I was getting sick of it. Oh, no. I, you can't get enough cheeks for me. But uh, we got to see McKee show up again, which was pretty cool. But you get, like, the first appearance of a brute. I know I'm kind of going all over, but, Brian, you could pick this apart once I'm done. But then you have the yeah, people, uh, Atriox, and I'm just like, man, I, when when he when a brute showed up, I got super excited. But at the same time, by the when this episode was all over, I was like, man, I don't know. Like, there's positives, man. It's like you have like the first time we get to really see Chief and Keys talk, and that was really cool. I was like, whoa, you know, I, I had say, like a Keith spaz is out into his own more. I yeah, like where Keith. I was like, oh, this is cool, you know. And then you know, as Chief is starting to find out more and more, as he pretty much does find out. About the kidnapping, you know, and that sends him into crazy mode. Chief has never been someone to be like ill composed, so it's yeah, a little when he weird. Yeah, to attack Halsey that moment. I literally like as he's like lunging in the air to attack her. That was the moment, the solidifying moment to me. Wow, this is way different than the yeah. games. Like, holy yeah, shit, I, would I don't never see like, Chief doing that. I mean, I, I still feel the same way. Like, I'm, I'm like, do what you want, tell the story you want to tell. I don't need it to be like the chief i know but at the same time i'm like man i just it's 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 a bit it's a bit jarring i guess it's a bit jarring and i just i think overall when it went when the episode was done i was like well i can already tell this is the the best the episodes the, the show's been so far but if this is like the peak then man we're not gonna go that high at least with this it's season it's not that it's not good enough if this is the peak yeah because I, I just feel like you have such rich characters. Everyone playing these characters is doing a great job, but you're doing nothing to properly develop them. Like Chief is rushed. getting Chief, yeah. Chief is getting developed. I completely agree. Chief is getting developed in his own way, and whether you like that or not, he's still getting developed. But everyone else, kind of not. I mean, we do get to see Keys a little more this episode. You get more Miranda finally. Halsey's doing her more scheming shit all the more. You know, she's being Halsey, but then like Quan has nothing, and and. People went from the first episode of like seeing her have banter with Chief to like she I sucks now. And then I liked her episode one and two. Soren, actor, uh, doing a good job, likable yep. guy in a way. He's got that pirate but vibe. He shafted to the Quan. But he shafted to the Quan stuff, and he has nothing going on. Like he just walks away in the desert. Like, hey, I'm gonna go find a ship. Okay, buddy, you go do that. You go do that. If you don't come back, that's okay. Because then, well, let's just wrap up Quan and we'll move on. But you know, like. No one's really getting anything. You don't get to see Chief and Cortana, like bond. That's like the heart of Halo. Why are they not? And it's harder to buy. It's harder to buy their bond too. When I mean, like she shut him down when he went to attack Kalsey. So, like to me, I'm getting very antagonistic vibes from Cortana that I feel like I shouldn't be getting. Like Cortana feels like she's only half his friend. Well, I would. I I agree. I would love to see within the next episode or two if they can like play upon her sense of morality like her self-awareness of like and what i doing is what i'm doing yeah. like right and wrong deal with yeah. some of that existentialism herself that the actual clone started to deal with you know before she kind of i think they should have made like going back to what you said about when she was helping him in battle i think they should have made it more technical because with her just calling out like there's an elite to your left and shoot to your right yeah it feels like it doesn't it kind of diminished her because it feels like he could have just had like a high-ranking officer tell him in an earbud while the officers above like calling out stuff for him. It didn't feel like something an enhanced AI would do. Like, I don't know what they could have done, but they should have done something that made it more like only Cortana could do this. Like, exactly, either was, dude. Either, oh my god, either, that's exactly. 
That's exactly how I feel. Because why was there no moment where he was like maybe stuck, you know, or he's in a foxhole or he's behind cover or something. And he's like, shit, you know, he's like, I'm going to get out of this, but I got to do it my way. And then she provides him this great potential possibility. She's like, do this and do this. And you could try that. Yeah. And then he does it. And he's like, huh, not bad. You know, why was there nothing they, like they that? They took multiple better, avenues course, because why? it's already it's already going off canon, like right? Like they could have done like and I'm only saying this because they're already doing such out there stuff that's not typical for Halo. But they could have done a thing while he was on the battlefield surrounded by enemies. Yeah. Cortana they could have like went in his helmet and Cortana could have did like a HUD overlay thing. Yeah. Where like her connection to his brain is so fast, they could have done a visual where it almost made it look like everything on the battlefield slowed down, like slowed time. Oh, sure. And Chief was just like, aim, shoot, aim, shoot, aim, shoot, aim, shoot, in like milliseconds. He's just like yeah. killing all these people. They could have done that, or they could have done like, just to make it sound more technical, she could have been like, elites, coordinates 24 and 85. And, you know, elites are, you know, grunt 26 and 42. And like, she gives like the exact coordinates of where they are on the planet. Yeah. And he's just like, shoot, 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 shoot. But instead it felt just like, it was almost like Josh was in my ear, and, I, and I'm like on the battlefield, and Josh's like, Brian, grind at your six. Uh, you got a brute on the left. Uh, use your pistol over here. Like, it felt like nothing special about Cortana. It just felt like anyone could have done that. So, yeah, that was a little bit of a negative. I'm glad you brought that up because I actually I, I didn't really think about that. So, yeah. Um, other things to point out, yeah, I really like how Captain Keys is getting more, um, he's getting more development now. He's feeling more like the Captain Keys I would know. Um, I'd agree with that. Oh, I was, dude. I hate, I hate the creepy doc. Everyone hates the creepy doctor that works with Halsey. The creepy guy. Oh, it was who, great when he his ears almost got shattered. I know. I was, I'm I was like, so can, happy. Can you please just die? I, I just don't like. I feel like guy it's, it's coming. I feel like it's coming. I just you got to have think, care. Like if you're not going to uh, kill off some of these essential characters that are like so infamous in Halo's lore, you maybe round them out with a couple uh, expendable red shirt people that you can get rid of at some point at your leisure. And I feel like that's what yes. he is. I, you know, I, I feel like they, they're not, it's not going to get paid off properly, though, because you can't, if you're going to have him lean in and be creepy and try to, like, kiss this clone when she's, like, can't move, um, you need to, you need to have a really good plan for paying it off, because if there's not proper payoff, it'll just be unsettling with people. Let me give you a perfect example. Alfred from the Hobbit series. You know, he was just so off Yo, bit of gold. He was so off-putting and nobody liked him. And the payoff wasn't worth it. And not to mention, if you watch, so in the Battle of Five Armies, uh, the theatrical version, the payoff is he he's wearing a dress and he fills his bra with gold and runs away. That's not a good payoff for the audience. Then you watch the extended edition. Wait, doesn't he get like much, like doesn't he get uh, catapulted, catapulted into? Yeah. yeah, it's not a it's not really a much better payoff <laughs> either. He gets cat he gets he he hides in a catapult, which ends Fucking up getting love shot. Movie so much ends up getting <laughs> shot into a troll's mouth. So you had like I love it. you had like an hour of screen time across this trilogy for Alfred, and the payoff is that he comedically gets catapulted into a troll's mouth. It wasn't a good payoff. So if so if like let's say uh, let's say we get, we see this doctor an episode or two from now, maybe uh, he gets blasted out of the sky by a Covenant cruiser. That's not shoot like, that Roland two point out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we'll be happy if he dies because he's creep ass. But like, that's not really a payoff. I would have rather creep just ass. not seen him sexually assault a clone. Right. Please, for sure. You know, for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, other no, stuff I don't about like the him. episode. Fuck him. Get him out yeah, of the I, show. I, I, I no. would take Quan any day over him. And I'm not even hating on the actress playing her, uh, which I think she's doing great. Don't care for Quan again. Not trying to hate on that, but 
They should that just dude move is the most the least likable person. When I think about my least, the least interesting person in all of Halo, I think of Roland. Hey, yeah. And I'm just put the oh, tape corn. over the mouth, jettison him out into slip space, yep. let him go find Absolutely. a discover they another died. planet. Yeah, Amen, and then it, let it become a Star Trek episode, and they get to the planet, and then they see this guy who's like real, this AI who's like running this planet, and then everyone's got to, and then and then the UNSC's like, oh shit. Fuck this dude. We remember him. Hey, you guys still got any of that Covey technology left over? Yeah. What do you? Why? Uh, we're gonna glass this planet. I, I agree. Let's glass it. I would rather watch Quan struggle getting free from a bike all day than anything Roland did in Halo Four and Five. I hate Roland. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude sucks. No, but there was some cool stuff though, because like we said, there was the aforementioned keys. Like he got the most. He got a lot of screen time in this, and that was really cool. To see him because he's trying to protect Miranda. He's trying to protect her from this mission because at first in the episode, he's like super supportive. He's like, I want you on this. He's like, you deserve to do this. She's all smiling and she's like, thanks. He's like, yeah, I love you. I love you too, dad. Very wholesome moment. But then later on when it's revealed all this other stuff is happening, then he's like, I'm taking her off. And then he's like, I'm taking you off. And she's like, I don't know what kind of hold she has on you. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the sex. But she's <laughs> I like, was thinking the same yeah, thing. She's like, I, you know, I, I don't know what it is, but fuck her. I hate her. Catching and Keys then, is like, she's a piece of shit, but every Tuesday night, <laughs> the NWO theme. She invites yeah. me over and I feel things. Smashy I smash. Before. Yeah. No, no, no. But, but no, I was like, she was, it was, I really like Miranda's character in this. I really have, like, I haven't been yeah. given a single reason to dislike her or the actress in the show. The actress playing Halsey is doing such a great job of being like conning and manipulative and also very secretive, like not just in like how her character's played, the dialogue she's given, but also how she kind of composes herself, her body language. Uh, that's always such an... I'm going to give you a hot take, Josh. That should give me the not hot, be take, a hot take, Brian. This should not be a hot Put take. Put it on the ground. Because Miranda, this is the best representation of Miranda we've ever had. I could see that. I think that's totally fair to say. I think she's great in this show. She was bad in Halo 3, and in Halo 2 she was good, but, you know, she didn't. She's got more development and more charisma here than she ever had in Halo 2 or any other. I really like her character. She's honestly one of my favorites of this show so far. I think she's fantastic. I think she's the best Miranda. But Chief, you know what? It was pretty cool when he's like... When he goes and he fights that last elite, and he's like sucking its face in, and you just see yep. that gooey blood popping up. I'm like, that's some Ivan Ooze shit. It was really, Dude, really all, brutal. And I was everything like, in that battle was amazing. You know what? The second I saw a bunch of jackals running with energy swords yep. and shields, yeah, my brain went like this. It went, they're not supposed to have swords. Two seconds passed by. I like them with swords. Yeah, I felt <laughs> it the was same cool. Way. I saw it that and like, I thought I've like, never like seen infantry that. troops. You know, like sword and shield. You know, yeah. like. Oh, they I looked great dope. too. They looked they looked menacing. When I think of playing them as Master Chief, it was scary. I'm desensitized because I'm just like your yeah. cannon fodder. I know how to pop the shields. I know that 30 seconds of fun yep. in what that playground, the, the player agency, I I get with that in those combat encounters in the games. But then when I see them in the show and you see them next to Marines, I'm like, damn, they're kind of menacing. If I saw that fucker in a dark alley, I'd scream and shit my oh, pants. Terrifying. And they're also pretty tall. Like they're not. Yeah, tall elite, dude. But but the grunts uh, are yeah, still we got to as see equally an elite adorable. Again. We got to see a brute, which we. I don't, for all of you listening who maybe haven't seen this because you're not as you're not on social media as much or whatever, but um, somebody who works on somebody the show I, I don't know if it's they actually work on the script or not, but someone from the show official released the part of the script for this episode, oh. and the brute the brute in this episode speaking 
is listed on the call sheet as Atriox. This brood is Atriox. Yeah, I did see some of the discourse on that on in the Discord. And if anyone's saying, how can it be Atriox? He doesn't come to Halo Infinite. I, I say to you, have you been watching this show at all? <laughs> it's the silver timeline, baby. It's the silver timeline, baby. Anything's possible in the silver Anything's timeline. Anything's possible. Josh, we haven't talked much about... Tell me what you thought about every... Okay, Actually, you know what? I'm, this is part of it, but I'm back it up here. Were you? Did you think it was weird? It kind of, I kind of weirded me out. Like it didn't, it didn't fit right for me when Chief was like, "Kai, you removed your pellet. You, you can't be here." And Kai's like, um, "Oh, you removed yeah, yours." That was the other, like, most important part of the episode. It was super weird because she's like, "Hey, I'm like you now," and he's like, "You're not fit for battle." And she's like, "What? Like, That's bullshit, Chief. What about you?" And he's like, "I'm good. I'm always good. Not you though." You're 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 compromised. So go get out. If and I was then, the teacher, I'd say, Chief, you're benched for that. Yeah, that was Sit out. that was bogus as hell. And then what sucks is like, it, through what he says, he kind of manifests her yeah, being right. not competent, not fit for yeah. battle because she totally gets fucked over and she almost dies. And as far as we know, she's gonna die. Although I don't think she is, but I mean, it, they put her in that kind of like state, and yeah. it's like, had he not said that. She might have not been like that. She could have been alongside Chief, and then she'd yep. been like, chill, breaths. You know? Dude, but, that scene when the Spartans are running at the same speed as the Warthog, that dude, was badass. that did look cool. That's when I was getting excited because I thought, finally, and they just looked awesome, and I thought, oh, man. The way they just shot that, that wide shot, yeah, real neat, real neat stuff. But, man, I felt bad because I really like Kai. She's probably my second favorite character in this show. I don't know why. I don't see a lot of people gush or, or hate but for her, but I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. I love her. I think her character's awesome. And I, I think it's, she's got like this, like for a Spartan, she's got like this youthful sense of optimism. And I loved seeing that briefly when she got to talk to Miranda. And even when Miranda was like, go fight, like go kick some ass basically. Yeah. That was cool. That was cool. But crazy, man. I hope she makes it. Cause I don't give a damn about the I other love two she- Spartans. Yeah, I, well, actually, I, I actually, I'm, I don't, I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I mean, by all means, give. I'm them with the community. Time. My she, favorite Spartans, that uh, Vanek or whatever. Oh, that other chick, the, the black guy. No, the black oh, guy. Oh, okay. Uh, I was gonna say the chick is probably my he's, favorite out of those two. He's, he's the only cool one too. that acts like a Spartan from the games. Oh, I could see that. I feel yeah. like the other one does too. The other gal does too, though. I like. I don't know. I like them. I just like they've not been giving much like. No, you're right. You're yet. right. So like, and I'm not saying they have to. Because again, I don't hate them, but I just, I mean, I like, I like where they're going with Kai and Chief and kind of exploring some of that. Because I feel like, again, this whole season, I feel like in retrospect, by seasons two's end, this is going to be like a prequel season. You know how like this would be like the equivalent of like uh, Peter Jackson in two thousand nineteen ninety nine deciding, hey, we're going to film, we're going to start filming the first Hobbit movie rather than like he's going to do the prequel first. You know what I mean? Like. The, that it's weird because like people when prequels come out for things even like the current Fantastic Beast series people just hate people are like man these suck I can't get into them and totally fair that's your opinion but like anytime people still try to do that stuff th- those stories first they still don't go over well I don't know what it is no one's really quite cracked the code yet like with a general consensus or like a certified fresh opinion but man I feel like that's what this is in some ways because I would love for next season if Chief is like He's had time. He's had so much time now to like be in touch with his emotions that now he's learned to get them composed. So you get to see a similar chief to the games that, yes, he like he's super badass and hardened and everything, but he's also like he has those moments of humanity that he shows that are short and sweet. But like when you when you see him, you feel him and stuff. It's like you know, it's just crazy. Like you see in Halo Infinite in that tra- uh, the opening cutscene 
when he's like floating in slip space trying to get back on the ship. Um, and he's like passing by all the floating carcasses of UNSC soldiers and he like touches them gently and stuff like that. That's so sweet, you know, and you get a lot of in his body language. But in this, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Jesus Christ. You, got, you know, and then Kai's like, yeah. I dyed my hair today. You know, it's, it's I, I mean, like, yeah. I like it, but at the same time, I'm like, well, okay, is, where's the payoff? Where's the okay, payoff? I got two things you got me thinking about, I want to say. One, I think, I want to go back real quick to say, I think part of the reason, one thing that's influencing how much I like Vanek, I think his name's Vanek, correct me if I'm wrong, I need to look that up, uh, the, uh, the the Black Spartan. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the reasons I like him, I don't know if you saw this, Josh, but Paramount Plus did, like, a behind-the-scenes thing where they kind of did what, uh, what Sacred Icon did two years ago. They said, what does Halo mean to you? And they asked all the cast. And oh, shit, I didn't see that. You should watch this, Josh, because I had the same thought that the comment section had. They go to Quan's actress, they go to Master Chief, Kai, everyone, and every single person except for the guy who plays Vanek seems like they don't even know what Halo is, nor do they care. Even Master Chief's like, oh, yeah, Pablo's even like, um... You know, it's heroism, heroism, it's bravery. Like, they have nothing to say about that Halo means anything to them, really. It kind of seems like it's just rehearsed or they don't really have any attachment. Then you get to the guy who plays Vanek and he's like, dude, the games were so freaking awesome. And you you have let, you like, he's talking, you can tell he's a huge fan of the games. And you're like, dude, you made it. You love this series and you got to be in it. But the rest of them, it just feels like it was a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should watch it, Josh. I think you'd agree. I'd I'll like have to check that out. No, that's awesome, though. Cause I, like, but the yeah. other thing I was going to say, Go going off what you said, Josh, is somebody brought this up on Twitter yesterday, and not, not in regards to the show, it was in regards to the games. And, and I actually completely agree. It seems like 343, since their inception as a studio, all the, they're just obsessed with this uh, humanity of chief thing. And I'm over it. I am so over it. You, you, you built up to it with four, you dived into it with four, then you did it a bit with five again, then six years later, you're still doing it with Infinite, you're doing it in this show. It really isn't that interesting anymore to me. And it, well, it, honestly, honestly, it wasn't even the most interesting when they started. What made Halo so great was that the world and the music and, and Chief Stoicness and, and the, 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 the Aliens uh, movie type feel of just that boots on the ground, Marines versus Aliens. Yeah. I don't really need. To, I don't really care about Chiefs' humanity. They need to give it up. That's my. No, I've thought. got enough of it at least to appreciate it. Yeah. So I don't. There's no vacuum of me saying, "Oh, they haven't touched that yet." So I've gotten enough of that. Yeah, that's funny. It just brings me around, dude. I, I, an episode I really would like to do once the season's over is honestly just talk about should Halo be rebooted? At, you know, like ten. Years oh yeah, because I've made that. Because I feel like that's so much to talk about. It'd be great. Did to you have reply to my submit. tweet because I didn't see your. I thought I. I remembered you replying to it, but then I didn't see your tweet anywhere. Uh, Maybe I made it I don't up know. in my head. I don't know. I, I made a tweet to... saying that Halo should be rebooted. You know, but I don't know. I, don't I did know. reply to it. Uh, you asked. Uh, us, you asked one or something like, "What's a favorite PlayStation classic of yours?" And I was like, "Toy Story Two, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue." Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but no, that. I just that'd be a good episode topic because I'm like, man, I've, I, I they deserve a chance to do their own twist on it without coming off of like the save game you know metaphor i use all the time of a bunch of what bungie already did the, the the template that they've already given that they've now had to run with it's like it's weird it's like me playing witcher 3 for like 100 hours and then passing it over to you brian saying okay you finish the game now you finish the game the way i built mm-hmm. up my witcher my Geralt, you know all the cards i have in my gwen deck and all the you know all the quests i still have left that's just not fun that's also 
really tough to do. So I'd really like to see them reboot it. But that's an episode for a different time, maybe when yep. we finish the show, because they have done a lot, a lot of the humanity stuff. And at first it was, you know, as much as I had issues with Halo 4, I love the Chief and Cortana thing. I think that was some of the best it was ever done. So I've gotten yeah, so much of that now that I'm just like, I, I kind of miss, I would love to see 343 take on a kind of, like in a modern way, a retro feel of like a super soldier, like cyborg, basically. You know, not that he's a cyborg, but you know what I mean. Just the super soldier shit where he's like, you don't know much about him. You don't really know anything about him. Just give me, I don't know. Just give me a different take. Yeah, I want to, I would love like a 20, like a 2030 complete Halo reboot. And this is, people listening are going to hate me, but when I say complete reboot, I want it to be a complete reboot. I want all new voice cast, uh, new uh, story, you know, tell the story a new way. Dude, all I want is Chief and Cortana. They can yeah. do anything else they want. Uh, use, I mean, use Covenant Unreal 2. 4. Covenant 2, but yeah. Yeah, use a new engine. Because, um, like, what what got me thinking about that is uh, I've been playing Give you something to think about, doesn't it, Brian? Give you something to think about. Monster Energy is the Satan's drink. Bottoms up. <laughs> the, and the, the devil, devil laughs. laughs. Give you something to think about. Gives him something to think um, about Morning, Noon, Night. I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I've read about that. And I don't know if you know this, but Final Fantasy VII Remake, they purposely got an entire new voice cast, even though there was voice actors established for these characters yep. already, because they wanted to create it for a new generation. And that's what I would love Halo to do. Don't bring back Steve Downs or Jen Taylor. I know that sounds like heresy, but do a reboot one day. I don't care if you reboot it and quit the storyline, or if you reboot it and run that in tandem to the regular storyline. I don't know. I would just like a fresh start. But anyways, I don't want to go into that. We'll save that for another episode. Josh... I want to get into our review scores, and I want to clarify for myself. I don't know if you remember your scores, but let me take you guys through my scores again. Going back to episode one, we said we were going to give our our fun review score, like how much we enjoyed it and not get super critical. So I know for episodes one and two, my fun review score was 7.5 for episode one and two. If I was to rank those first two episodes critically, I would have gave them both a five. Then you get to episode three, the one that Cortana's introduced. Mm Mm-hmm. Fun ranking, I would have gave. I, I did give it an eight out of, or yeah, an eight out of ten. Uh, if I was to give that a objective score for episode three, the one Cortana's introduced, I'd give it a six out of ten. Being objective, talking about it as a show in totality. Last episode, last week, I made a mistake last week because I didn't clarify. Last week, I didn't like last week's episode at all. I gave it a three out of ten. That wasn't my fun score. That was my like objective. I thought it was a really poor episode. A three out of ten. I would say last week's episode on a fun scale was like a five out of ten for me. And I know that probably seems like oh big deal, Brian, but it was a it was an average fun episode. Big deal, last Brian. Week. Sounds like an action figure I'd buy. Big deal, Brian. Yeah, buy it. Right. <laughs> everyone's everyone's got their big, big deal, Brian. Big deal, Brian. Yeah, that should put that in my. That should have people put that in their phone as my the contact. Big, <laughs> yeah, big deal, Brian. Nope, I need to do that. Um. So yeah. So I got. So going through that, just going off the fun episode scores and the, and the objective scores. Episode 1, 7.5, objective, 5. Episode 2, 7.5, objective, 5. Episode 3, fun, an 8 out of 10. Objective, uh, 6 out of 10. And then episode 4, fun factor is a 5 out of 10. And the objective is a 3 out of 10. So this week for me, my score, fun factor, just fun factor for this week's episode. Episode 5, reckoning, 9 out of 10 for fun. And it was a 9 out of 10. I loved it. I was just sitting there grinning ear to ear, having a great time. Um, and I would say objectively, this is about a 7 out of 10 as an episode. Um, yeah, the action at the end was great. It was a lot of fun, and it felt like Halo a lot, but the episode was still really inconsistent. 
and the entire Quan subplot was a waste of everyone's time. The show is still in the B tier category, and I would say this show uh, brought us more in line with what I would expect from a better than average show. So I'd give it a 7 out of 10 critically. Fun factor, 9 out of 10. Some people are saying 10, 10 across the board, and I'm like, I just can't resonate with that at all because objectively... They enjoyed it. Yeah, they enjoyed it. No, I mean, like, yeah, I'm I'm not criticizing you that way, but, like, yeah, objectively, this is nowhere near a 10 out of 10. Fun factor, I can see that more, but I'm still, like, even with my fun factor and how much I loved it, you know, I'm saying 9 out of 10 because... There was a lot of little issues there that kind of made me go, uh, uh I don't sure. like that. I mean, even the even the Quan stuff's existence. Even the Quan, even even the Quan, even the Quan. With the Quan stuff, how could you give this a ten? And by any, I don't understand that. Josh, where are you at on your scores? Uh, man, I'd have to. I'll do it closer when we get to ten. I'll do, I'll do the objective versus subjective. But for now, I'll just say for this episode because I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place. I'd have to do a reassessment. Uh, I'm gonna say objectively a three out of ten for this episode. I'm gonna say subjectively. Probably a five or six out of ten. So fun factor was five or six. It's just it's a rough episode. It's a rough episode, and not a lot of stuff made sense to me. But at the same time, it was the best the show's been. But it just kind of resonated with me, or kind of solidified that like this is the height the show's going to reach in this season. So maybe it'll People have a twist at the at end. You right now, Josh. you know, I can't see the end of the the what's that? People are screaming at you right now. That's okay. That's okay. They're like Josh three, and then fun factor five. That's okay, because you know what? I'm not bringing any toxicity into it. Like, I had my issues with it, no, yeah, but I, I still I really, you. I still I really you. enjoyed it. So uh, there's literally no hate. It's just That's just how I feel about it. But I do think it was... It is my favorite episode of this season. I feel but, so bad for people who were, like, putting their hands together, and they're like, I can't wait to hear the Sacred Boys. They're going to talk about how this was a knockout <laughs> at 10-10. They care about it more. It's, a, it's your respect, because you have more knowledge on that stuff. Me, I'm just like... I either love it or I hate it, but I don't... I, you know, I'm, I'm middle ground with it. I really, I I really like this episode. It was the best of the show so far. Um, I hope I just uh, I think this is the the height we're going to reach. Aside from maybe a cliffhanger or something, I think this is the the highest. What's we're crazy reach this is that Pablo, who plays Master Chief, he said weeks ago that his favorite episode of the entire season was episode six. And when I finished watching this episode, which is episode five, I thought to myself, Pablo, did you get five and six confused? <laughs> because I we'll guarantee see. six. I guarantee six is not going to be better. But I would love to be proven wrong. Sure. Uh, we'll see. We'll see next week. But uh, oh, overall, you know, I still had a really great time, and I, it did put a dumb smile on my face so much watching yeah. the last twenty minutes of it, and it was just good fun. I thought, man, please don't give us, uh, please give us more of this. Please give us more of this. I yeah. want more action and combat. I'd That's why I'm watching just this these show. last ten minutes of action on repeat than anything prior. Sure. Yeah. No. And I like. I love. And like, for instance, my favorite thing about television is when. The drama between two characters and the dialogue. That's my favorite thing. That's why I love Game of Thrones. It isn't because of the dragons. It's because... Yeah, this show is just having a rough go with it. I think yeah. they got, they're they figuring it out. They probably will by season two. Some some shows have a banger of a first season, and then they go through a sophomore slump. Other shows are okay in the first season, and then you know what? They walk away with Emmy noms, Emmy whims for... Uh, yeah. Emmy whims. Emmy whims. <laughs> Emmy wins for <laughs> season two, like Office did. So... Uh, I, I'm I'm hoping this is going to be an office in that sense. Um, Josh, you want to take us into the business? The business realm, guys. If you have any thoughts on this, you agree with us completely, disagree, it doesn't matter. Hit us up with our email. With uh, you could send us a voice clip. You could send us uh, anything at sacredicompodcast at gmail We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash sacredicon. We got five tiers in there, guys. Uh, go check it out. I, mean, I don't want to go over everything, but uh, you can you got, have your name shouted out on this podcast. Name shouted out on the podcast. 
We got an exclusive bonus podcast. I got a solo show I try to do. I just had an episode go up yesterday. Early access to podcasts. We just had our Evolution of FPS episode go live for everyone, but that was on there for two weeks prior. So you're going to want to check that out. You can even be on the show. So, again, there's five tiers on there. All cool, all kinds of cool offerings. <laughs> go check that out, guys. Again, that's patreon.com slash sacred icon. Be about it. Uh, we also have a Twitter if you want to follow us. You're listening to this for the first time. We are at Sacred Icon Pod. We also have a TikTok where we post excerpts from the podcast. It's quite fun. That's also at Sacred Icon Pod. If you want to hit up Brian on Twitter, he's back, guys. He's returned. Go give him a follow. He's putting out and some fire-ass tweets. From, from out of space. Finding him with that awesome look upon your face, that photo hair, that grinning smile. Uh, he is on Twitter at Brian's Bane. You guys were waiting with bated breath on that one because, boy, did we take a while to get to that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jurassic Joshi. I almost said Jovial Joshi, but my brain was like, Hey, Joshi, that was the old one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's Jurassic Joshi. We also have a Discord, a very bumping, positive Halo community. You know what, guys? We're on Twitter, and we see all the time. There's people out there that'll say, man, I'm so tired of the toxicity of Halo. Uh, I just Is there a positive place to talk about Halo? Is there is there just any people that just are not being super negative? Guys, come check us out at Discord at discord.gg slash sacred icon. What are we going to say? blast that, I channel prices right, and I say, there's a place called Sacred Icon. Come on down. Lastly, guys, we have YouTube that we don't really use as much now, but we still have some great content on there. It's basically like the YouTube archive. The YouTube archive. Look at old footage. Our our biggest gem, I still think. Uh, Joey did some, some great work on there. There's some great content on there. But we do have a full entire playthrough of For Combat our friendship, Evolved. the best so. part of it is playing the Halo Yeah, Combat. and that's at YouTube.com slash Sacred Icon. But Brian, uh, we got no reviews this week. Guys, if you want to send those in, hit us up with Apple Pod reviews. Hit us up with the Audible reviews. You can say anything you want. Put us under pressure. Throw us out of the frying pan. Put us into the fire. Just give us five stars and say a little something, something. We'll read it off on the show, guys. We love you so much, but thank you to everyone for the support. I know where you're going with this, Brian. Hit me with it. No, you don't. I do. You don't. Really? I just realized we got two voice clips. Oh, I'm completely wrong. Ha! You heard it here, guys. I'm totally wrong. No, I I think we lost a patron, I think, recently. I saw and I was like, oh, man. Oh, really? Yeah. No, okay. I don't know. Yeah, hit us up. We got voice clips. I think I heard about this. Okay, here we go. This is is our boy, Tony. Tony Baboni. He said it's a bit profane. I haven't listened to it. I want to hear this shit right now. I'm noticing that on the TV show... Hi, by the way. I'm sorry. I always just come right in without saying hi. Hi. I love you guys. Thank you. (laughs) you, Always thank you, thank you, thank you. Sacred Icon, thank you! For what you do. Josh, Brian, Brian, Josh, I fucking love you guys. You love you too. I'm going to keep fucking saying it though. Okay, here's the deal. Now, I mean, now let me get in. I should be talking about this on the podcast I'm trying to do, but fuck (laughs) that. I'm going to do it right now because I'm feeling it. Hell yeah. That's the thing about when you're feeling something, you just got to fucking say it. You can't wait for a fucking podcast. Feel it, will it, deal it. But I have a voice recorder, so alas, here I am. Um, Hell yeah. With the show, they're doing the same goddamn thing that 343 did with Halo 5. For fuck's sakes. (laughs) Now, I don't know if it's kinky or fucking what, because it's it's a similarity and it's an issue that is following, that is, has a trail. And I don't want to call anyone out or blame anyone, but I'm just saying, 
they're doing the same thing, and I'm sorry to fucking drag this out too long. <laughs> I always funny. do this. No, you're good. They are blowing their load too early with everything. Yeah, you got to pump that up. They've got all the great ideas and the great shots. For example, when they panned over and Master Chief had his helmet down by his leg and they made it look like the Halo reveal yeah. trailer for fucking Halo Infinite, right? That right. was really, really cool, and they did it well, and it was a well-done shot, but it was in the wrong fucking spot, man. <laughs> they just did it, like, in the middle of an episode that wasn't, like, epic. There was nothing ha- Dude. Let me get right to the point. <laughs> Imagine they have a battle. A fucking giant battle. Fucking Quan is pissed off. She's finally af- more afraid of the Covenant than she is paying attention to this fucking weird-looking fucking uh, villain. He's a good villain, but she's, she's so fixated on this dude yeah. when... We all know that the true enemy in Halo is the bigger enemy that causes everyone to have to group together and fight for their fucking life. And imagine a battle where that's happening. Quan is trapped. You know, the silver team is is downed and fucking, you know, <laughs> Halsey's stuck in a fucking bunker somewhere. The power's out. Everyone's fucked. And their back's against the wall, and there's nothing left, and what the fuck are we going to do? And John is presumed dead, or missing, or whatever, he's not even on sight. That's when you do that fucking shot! That's when you (laughs) show his fucking helmet! And you you gotta build it up, dude, you gotta... you, You don't just do it on the first season. The the people who are watching who aren't into this show yet and don't know anything about Halo, they need to start to love that fucking helmet, right? That helmet needs to go through some shit. It's got to have some marks on it. It's got to, you know, it's got to show up in some scenes where the aliens see it and they've got it, like, painted on a wall somewhere as demon, right? Like, it's got to have weight behind it. The, The viewer needs to feel this weight. And then after all that, then you have the epic battle. Then you have the moment. Then you fucking do something like that. So that way, when people see the helmet show up, they fucking cheer. That's the moment you do something like that. Dude, again, I'm going to calm it back down. Sorry, I had a little too much caffeine today. (laughs) But We love it. You you can't just force it in like that. That's what she said. Michael Scott. (laughs) Uh, You can't do that. You got to... You gotta build it up. It has the timing has to be right. It can't just show up on an episode. Stop trying to make fetch happen. They did it a bunch in Halo Five, and now I'm seeing them do it here. And and this is where I'm starting to realize. Oh, that's why I didn't like Halo Five too much. There's a bunch of like moments where they should be amazing, but instead I cringe because I go, ah, bad timing, bad timing. It just it doesn't have any oomph behind it. You're trying. You are trying. I'll give you that. You're trying to fucking make Chief Badass as hard as you can. But you can't just say you're badass and do the things that badasses do. You have to be badass first. And then you do shit like that. You have to earn it. So I'm just, I'm waiting for the show to earn it, man. I'm waiting for him to have the moment and then have a shot like that where they earn a well-deserved cheer. Um, yeah, that's all. That's, that's all I'm saying. I want to know what you guys think about that. I want you to really kind of reflect and be like, yeah, is Halo, like, 
is Halo trying to be cool by just saying it's cool now? Is it just like cashing in on itself and just going like, like Dr. Halsey's smart because we said she's smart. It's in the line that she's a genius. No, you got to show it, man. Show me. Show me the money, baby. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? You know, I, I, we understand your frustrations, Tony. I mean, the show is far from perfect. I will say it is odd. I never in a million years would have guessed, like before the show came out, I never would have guessed like the big plot line that they're pulling from the games above all else is the chief going AWOL thing from Halo 5. Perhaps the most, the, the first or second most hated plot line of the games. So the reason I say first or second is because first might be Cortana turning evil, I would say is probably first. First or second most hated plot line is what they went with first from the least appreciated Halo game. Um, that is a, a shocking decision to me. Um, luckily, I've found a decent amount of joy in the show despite that, so it's okay. But yeah, I, I understand your frustration. Um, but yeah, I'll pass it over to you, Josh. We got to go a little bit quicker because I actually have to get out of here soon. So but yeah, we got one more no, clip no, no. still. For sure. But hey, Tony, dude, love that voice message. Hey, I feel you, man. I loved that shot, but you're right. It didn't feel earned, right? You know, and they're trying to make that happen. And it just, it, it's still kind of struggling a little bit. It's weird because it's like we all, I think we're all still like enjoying the show. I don't think we're outright hating it or anything like that, but it's just, it's, it's got a weird flow to it. It's like, it's just 343's chance to really like have their own identity with this timeline. And they're just struggling a little bit out the gate. But at the same time, it's like, this seems like they're going to get there, you know, and I'm really optimistic about that. But I feel you, dude. And I don't know. I think Halo should just lean into all the cliche action movie shots that are just corny and stuff, you know, like you think of that Halo 2 one from back in the day when he's like crouching and he's dual wielding and you got all the ships flying past him. That's always been kind of what Halo is after Halo 2 came out. It just had those moments, Chief walking through the the smoke and everything in the Halo 3 trailer. Lean into that stuff. Just have fun with it. Like, we're going to buy into it. You can still tell a great emotionally gripping story. That's why those games worked. uh, Because, you know, you still had those cheesy, corny moments with great banter and dialogue. But then also, then you get gut-punch emotional moments. So, I'm with you on that completely, man. I feel you've been uh, as equally entertained by your voicemail. I love you so so much. We love you. Yeah, thanks so much for sending in, Tony. I wish I could talk about that at length for longer, but I'm really pushing my time here, and I'm about to open Mikey Cosplay's recording. I hope it's not 10 minutes long. I really hope not. <laughs> I want to hear it. I haven't heard Mikey. Two minutes. Two I want to hear Mikey. Two minutes. Three. Thank you, oh, Tony. Nope. See? Ah, oh, man. Mikey Cosplay always sends me recordings with the same title. That was his Halo 3 recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's downloading here. Hold on it's a second. downloading. Okay. Um, but it, yeah, thank you so much, Tony, for sending that one in, dude. I love hearing you that... Uh, what is that podcast again? I'm forgetting the name. I got it saved on my... Uh, I got A couple a, of dudes. Couple, a couple... Oh, I, I got to find it real quick. But man, he's doing uh, a podcast with his buddy. And... Uh, man, I, I cannot get, find it. What's that? I can't open Mikey's... Um, well, shit. Well, Mike, That's all right. We'll Mike save it cosplay. We are gonna get your. It sucks because it's about it's about this episode mm-hmm. of the show, but it won't open. So I, unless something happens here, I'm going to have to. We can save play it for the next. next it's all right. Mikey. It happens. Yeah, I apologize for that, Mikey. But Mikey, thank you so much for sending that in. The nice thing is, at least when we play it next time, should have a little more time to respond to it, mm-hmm. uh, guys. Yeah, we we're we're operating on a quick time frame here, and we. Actually, have already went about twenty minutes longer than we thought we were going to go. We so did. So you get hopefully a you appreciate content. that. Um, let me throw out to you guys, uh, Josh. If you'll let me, I'm just going to give all the shout outs, and then you can give your sure, man. At the go end, for it. Uh, since we're cutting the time here, we really appreciate you guys 
Uh, thank you so much for your support on Patreon. We have Lisa McCreary, Sparkies, It's Yodi, Hocus Locust, Dark Chaos 580, Phantom, Blind Valkyrie, William Green, Kevin Benson, Albino, I Irving TV, Jason Bertrand, <laughs> AJ's Dank, Evan Leah, Elliot Finn, Fallout 152, Menadeus. I wish Josh could sing it, but we can't. Josh, sing it a little bit in the background while I go on. Menadea, we got Ken Revel. Menadea, we got Menadea. Ascending from the Menadea. Ashes, Born anew. Ira Phoenix, Lame Shark, The Dab, Kevin Nelson, Eric Milliken, Jared Hartley, Small Print TV, Aaron, Cameron 88, Colton Pittman, Rodan, Butter My Waffles, David Wyant, Ghost by Nerva. We got ACDC Outlaw. Go ahead and sing that one a little bit too there, Josh. Um, <laughs> Caleb Webster, Chris Gecko Mineko. Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Gecko. Our boy Tony, Pixel Freaks, King Grunt, Aries0430. He's blotting out the sun. Montana Menace, Green Plumber goes by a different name. What is it, Josh? Luigi! Cody O's, Best Cereal, Joshy Big Boy Makes Josh So Small. Ryan Bark at NASCAR Thunder 2003. You know how it is. Dustin Mondre, he's a father. Anthony Nicolosi from Carol Call Entertainment. <laughs> Corey Hanks, Preyanshu, Brent Onimo, MH Cosplay, Ian Mills, uh, Photon the Meme Lord, KN Nick says we got a quality podcast here. Trevor Polkey, uh, so many women. <laughs> WandaVision, not as good as the Shipleys. Dust Storm, man who saw Justice League and knew it needed more. Matthew Salvatore, guys, I know that was real shady, but we did the best we could. Josh, give your hey, thanks. Hey, we'll, we'll make it up next time. It's just us to get on the show. Thank you so much, guys. Love you all, every one of you individually, every one of you all together. You guys mean so much to us. The patron does so much for us. We cannot seriously thank you enough. We, we, we try to put out fun content. We're always trying to change it up and interact with you guys and stuff like that. It means so much to us. You have no idea, even though we like to say it, and Brian has to cut me off at times. Deservedly so, because of how long I go. But we love you guys so much. Thank you so much for supporting us, tuning in each week. Hit us up. Let us know what you guys think. And, Mikey, we are going to get that uh, that clip uh, on you on the next one we're on. So, But, yeah, that's it, guys. Love you so much. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. We love doing the Sacred Icon podcast. It's Thank fun. you for being here. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you think of the current state of Infinite and the roadmap. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And as always, keep it sacred.